significant action item, our public hearing. Told you it would be no sooner than 9.45 a.m. And sure enough, uh, it is 11.15, but we are going to begin uh, adoption of the 2023 Consolidated Grants Program, Senate Bill SB 125 Transit Funding Grants Program and Regional Transportation Improvement Program. I will open the public hearing and we will begin with a presentation by our transportation planner, Amy Naranjo. Take it away, Amy. Good morning, commissioners, project sponsors, and community members. My name is Amy Naranjo, and I'm a transportation planner for the RTC. It's my pleasure today to present staff recommendations for awarding $61.3 million to 23 projects located throughout Santa Cruz County. Please note that the staff report has been updated since the original agenda packet was circulated last week. Revised staff recommendations reflected in underline and strike through formatting were incorporated in your agenda packet earlier this week. Next slide, please. So as the state designated RTPA or Regional Transportation Planning Agency for Santa Cruz County, the RTC is responsible for selecting projects to receive funding. The RTC selects projects to receive funds after evaluating applications to ensure that funds are allocated to projects that will provide the greatest benefit to our community. RTC advisory committees review these applications and provide their valuable feedback on the proposed projects to help ensure that the RTC's funding decisions are informed by a diverse range of perspectives. After the advisory committees review the projects, a public hearing is held, which we're at today. This is an opportunity for members of the public to learn more about the proposed projects and to provide their input on the RTC's funding decisions. And depending on the funding source, projects that are then programmed are Projects that are for receiving awarding today are then either programmed in the RTC's Regional Transportation Improvement Plan, Improvement Program, excuse me, and or included in the RTC's budget. Next. So this summer, the RTC issued a consolidated call for projects for $26.6 million in RTC discretionary funds. That includes the $17.4 in step, or excuse me, in regional surface transportation exchange funds, $8.6 million in STIP funds, and $629,000 in local partnership program funds. In addition, we uh, we issued uh, the call for $37.8 million or excuse me, $34.7 million in one-time formula funds through the SB 125 program. And that includes the 27.6 in TERSIP funds and 7.1 in the zero emission transportation program. Uh, next slide, please. So the RTC approved the, the evaluation criteria that was used to evaluate these projects at their August uh, commission meeting. While all the projects that were submitted for consideration are consistent with the RTC's approved metrics, it is not possible to fully fund every project. The staff recommendation is designed to address a variety of fun RTC funding priorities, including maintenance of the existing transportation infrastructure, filling gaps in the existing bicycle and pedestrian network, improving safety, reducing the number of vehicle miles traveled and associated emissions, as well as promoting equitable distribution of benefits and promoting a multimodal transportation system. Next, please. So a total of 23 project applications were submitted by sponsors, seeking over $95 million in funding from the discretionary pot and SB 125 transit pot. All projects are recommended for at least partial funding. In the following slides, I'll provide a summary of each project and the proposed recommendation for funding. For projects that are recommended for partial funding, project sponsors may either reduce the project scope and implement a portion of the project or increase local or other funds committed to the project or to work to, to secure grants for the, for the project. So first, next slide. 
So the first group we have here are system preservation projects that include complete streets features. Uh, we have two projects from Scotts Valley. One is on Mount Herman Road and the other is on Scotts Valley Drive. Uh, both of these, uh, both of these projects include pavement repair um, that's funded through Measure D funds and the recommended funding uh, will implement um, the design for uh, bike and pedestrian improvements, including ADA curb compliant ramps and um, and, and, and um, studying a lane diet on Scotts Valley Drive. Uh, and then the recommendation award is, let's see, I can't read those up here. Um, let's see, the, the next set of uh, projects here are the Bay Street and Bay Corridor projects, and those are through the city of Santa Cruz. Um, for the Bay Corridor design, it's complete streets designed for the entire corridor between High Street and West Cliff, West Cliff Drive. The design effort includes protected bike lanes on the entire corridor, transit boarding islands, intersection modifications to, and excuse me, and intersection modifications to improve the multimodal roadway safety. Uh, the next uh, project there is the Bay Street paving, and that repaves Bay Street between Mission and Lenox, and it installs ADA curb compliant ramps at three intersections. The, the next set of projects here is Escalona Complete Streets that repaves Escalona between Grandview and Bay and between Walnut and Highland, and it installs 50 ADA compliant curb ramps, as well as filling in the uh, sidewalk network. Next project there is 41st Ave Pavement Rehab and Multimodal Improvements. This repaves a portion of 41st Ave. It installs a physical barrier, as noted in the picture there, at the Highway 1 southbound on-ramp, as well as installing audible pedestrian signals, overhead lane selection signage, and roadway markings. And then the final project in this grouping here is the Green Valley Road Rehab Project. So this project reconstructs the entire roadway, removes and replaces the existing curb ramps that don't comply with accessibility standards, restripes the roadway to provide striping for bike lanes, and retrofits a signalized intersection and includes a, a high visibility crosswalk. Next slide, please. The next slides, the next grouping of projects here are uh, essentially solely system preservation projects or resurfacing projects. Um, and these are mainly uh, through the county. Um, we have the first group in the projects is the Coralitos Corridor resurfacing. It resurfaces 2.4 miles of a messy road and 1.8 miles of Coralitos Road. The next project is the Emergency Routes Program, and that's on Empire Grade and Bear Creek Road. And that resurfaces um, 3.6 miles on Empire Grade and 4.7 miles on Bear Creek. And then we have the Highway 17 Corridors Project. That one resurfaces 5.2 miles on Branson 40 Drive and 4.5 excuse me, 4.5 miles on SoCal San Jose Road. And the recommended funding for this particular project um, is, is a continuation of an existing project uh, that the county has. And so we're recommending to um, add, this, add funding from this project to the existing project. The next project is the Intercounty Routes uh, project and that one resurfaces 2.7 miles of roadway on all of Murphy's Crossing. I'm saying I might be saying this name wrong, but Rogi or Rogi Lane and uh, portions of Lee Road and West uh, West Beach Road in Watsonville. All of these are connector routes leading to the highway and uh, to cross country bridges and receive significant amounts of commute, commercial and agricultural traffic on a daily basis. And we also receive uh, a number of letters of support for this particular project, uh, specifically for Murphy's Crossing for um, the various berry farmers that use that route. 
And then the final project here we have is the Rio Del Mar resurfacing project. And that one provides resurfacing to nearly all of Rio Del Mar, uh, just over a mile. Um, and for these particular projects, our advisory committees uh, were asking for the project sponsor to review and, and, and where, where it's feasible and appropriate to incorporate some version of a complete streets element, whether it's, a, it's um, shared lane markings on the roadway, it's uh, additional bike safety signage or some kind of components that are included in the county's uh, active transportation plan. Next slide, please. We have two other uh, road serving projects that are not rehab projects. Um, and the first one is at Robertson Street in SoCal Drive. It's an, uh, this one installs a new intersection and it converts the existing um, all-way stop controlled intersection to a signalized intersection. The installation will uh, provide a safer crossing option for pedestrians and less disruptive for traffic. And it includes uh, pedestrian signal crossing, ADA curb ramps, and tra transit signal priority. <laughs> The next project there is the Bethany culvert replacement in Santa Cruz. That one replaces a failed bridge and, or excuse me, a failed culvert and bridge on Westcliff Drive. The construction results in a larger cross section of the roadway, which will then allow for future uh, multimodal infrastructure improvements. Next slide. So then we have a couple of uh, additional bike, pedestrian, and transit projects. The first one is on Glen Arbor Road in Ben Lomond. This one extends the sidewalk uh, along the northern side of Glen Arbor from Highway 9 to Pine Street. The sidewalk provides a gap closure connection for residents and children to access destinations in Menloman. The next one is a Green Valley Road multi-use trail. This replaces a dilapidated pedestrian trail with a two-mile-long pervious two-way multi-use trail between the city of Watsonville and Santa Cruz County Unincorporated. The project also upgrades five metro bus stops with shelters and one more with an accessible landing and all upgrades include trash receptacles. And then the final project on this slide here is the Felton SLV Complete Streets Project. This project is located on 1.75 miles of Highway 9 in the San Lorenzo Valley. This project aims to improve safety, enhance bicycles and pedestrian access and connectivity, reduce speeding and address geographic inequities by rectifying underinvestment in rural regions. Uh, the project includes dedicated bicycle facilities, expanded pedestrian facilities, crossing safety improvements, and in improved transit stop access and amenities. Next slide. Then we have uh, funding as well, recommended funding for two additional programs. These are bike and safety pedestrian programs. The first one is the Go Santa Cruz County Bicycle Incentives Program. This provides um, rebates and or discounts, discounted annual membership to the bike share program or rebates for uh, low income individuals to purchase a regular bicycle or an electric bicycle. The next program there is the Ecology Actions Youth Safe Routes to Schools program, and this program provides hands-on school-based bicycle and pedestrian safety education for youth through the Walk Safe and Bike Safe programs. This program provides second graders pedestrian safety training and fifth graders with bicycle safety training throughout the county. Next slide. And these are the, the final sets of projects here that I'm providing a background on, and these are transit projects that are recommended for funding specifically with the SV-125 uh, pot of funds. And so the first project is the zero emission, zero emission passenger rail and trail project. This project is requesting funds for the project development of the new high capacity zero emission passenger rail service and stations on approximately 22 miles of the Santa Cruz branch line. 
for this recommendation, uh, staff is recommending partial award of $2 million. Um, and with this, staff plan to apply to the state rail assistance program for competitive funds in 2024 to complete the project's environmental documents, with the $2 million in SB 125 and Measure D both serving as matching funds. The next project is the Rapid Corridors project. This project aims to improve transit service and safety by implementing transit priority infrastructure on routes 71, 69A, 69W, and 91X corridors. And this includes improvements such as bus bulbs, bulb belts, excuse me, in-lane bus stops, separated bikeways, new bus shelters with real-time passenger information, and secure bike parking. The recommended funding for this particular project is $4 million, and uh, this funding will help implement the transit signal preemption portion of the project, which would make uh, the reimagined Metro service more successful. The remainder of Santa Cruz uh, Metro's Rapid Corridors project can also be included in the RTC's SB1 Cycle 4 application that we'll be submitting to the CTC. And lastly, the, the last project on there to receive the majority of the SB 125 funding is Metro's transit operations for uh, reimagined Metro. The funding will support the implementation of the both recovery and expansion plan in two phases. First, restoring service, and second, expanding service. The phase one represents a 16% increase in service relative to today and a restoration to pre-COVID levels. And then phase two will increase service 43% relative to today. Uh, and this funding will support nearly, be, or excuse me, between two and three years of service. Next slide, please. Okay, so recommended funding by mode. Um, out of the 26 million in RTC discretionary funds, nearly half or 47% is recommended for pavement preservation types of projects, while a third or 33% is proposed for bike and pedestrian improvements. Transit projects receive a significantly smaller share, only 6% in the discretionary pot. However, when factoring in all funding sources, the picture changes dramatically. Transit projects are prioritized in our overall plan, and over 57% of the total recommendation to distribute um, $61 million in available funds. Next slide. So let's see. So this is based on, so this um, is a funding distribution chart based on um, funds for the discretionary funds by the project part, by the project partners. So like I mentioned previously, Santa Cruz Metro is recommended to receive the vast majority of the available SV-125 funds um, and nearly 94% of that pot. Meanwhile, the RTC discretionary funds are recommended to be distributed as follows. So for county projects, uh, we're recommending 14 million go, to the, go towards the county, which is representing about 53% of the discretionary pot. The city of Santa Cruz projects are taking roughly 6 million, are recommending 6 million of the pot for their projects, and that represents roughly 21% of the discretionary pot. And then the remaining funds are divided amongst the other project sponsors. Next slide. So what happens next? So we're here today at the, the public hearing. We'll hear input from the um, from members of the public and get additional feedback from the, the board and, project, and potentially project sponsors. And then we will um, make a final award decision and we'll take that award decision then next and we'll submit uh, projects that are recommended for STIP funding 
through the CTC or the California Transportation Commission um, by December 15th. And then projects that are receiving SB 125 funding will then, um, will then be um, recommended and are included in our packet that's due to the California State, excuse me, the California State Transportation Agency or CALSTA by December 31st. So that concludes my presentation. You said you can go to the next slide, please. And I just have the, the final list of staff recommendations for your for your approval today. So one is to hold, continue holding the public hearing, consider recommendations both from project sponsors, the public and, and people in the room today. Um, and then finally adopt a resolution that approves our, our recommendations and moves this process forward. And that is... That is my presentation. I'm happy to take any questions. Also noting that project sponsors are in the room to answer any specific questions about a particular project. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Naranjo. Are comments or questions from commissioners? All right, all right. Well, then we'll uh, take public comment. 